Well, hello again, and welcome back to the podcast. I hope you all are doing fantastic today, and I hope that you have been chasing after Jesus with everything you have. I sincerely mean that. Um, before we get started with this week's episode, uh, I'm going to go ahead and pray, and then we'll get we'll get going. So let's pray. Oh, Jesus, I give you this time and these words. I give it to you. It is for you. It is for your glory. It is for the encouragement of every single person and believer that is listening right now. And I pray that you would be honored by this and that you would draw close every single person who hears it. It's in your name I pray, Lord. Amen. All right, let's go here. Um, So you might not know this about me, but I love checklists. And that's a weird thing to talk about, but I do. I love checklists. I work off of them every day and every week. I'm actually reading this podcast from one of my checklists. Um, and it's not just for my job here at the church, but in my personal life too. Uh, they help me remember the things that I need to do, and they give me a good sense of accomplishment when I check them off the list. Yes, I'm not getting checklists. Definitely make me happy. Um, I feel even better if my checklist is like super long. If I have this this list of things to do that like mimics the length of the human genome, right? You know those kind of lists. Um, then I feel like I have purpose. Like I'm not wasting my time. Like I'm actually doing something. I'm actually accomplishing something. Um, does anybody else feel that way? Um, go ahead and raise your hand if you want to look crazy in a public place. Um, I do. I just love checklists. Um, but the problem I've had in the past and still struggle with, honestly, is that if I don't have a long list. Uh, if I don't have a long list of things to do, then I have this overwhelming desire to fill it with things to do. Um, I just have this this like this need to be busy. Uh, and you can even ask my wife. I hate being bored, um, even on my days off. Um, like I'm good at not being busy for about an hour or two. And then I'm asking her like, Hey, what are we doing for the day? Um, you know, I'm looking for a project to do or something to, to fill my time with. I just cannot sit still. Um, and you're probably the same way to a degree. Um, now you might not think you have that problem, but I bet you struggle with it in some way that's similar. So I'm going to ask you a few questions. You just kind of prove my point here. Um, question one, do you always listen to music? You always listen to music, like while you're working or driving, doing the dishes or the laundry, exercising. Is there anybody that can like exercise without listening to music um, or in the shower, etc.? You know, any any place are you always listening to music or, you know, maybe it's not music. Maybe it's like a podcast. Um, you know, are you always listening to a podcast? Uh, do you circle or circulate through a bunch of different podcasts regardless? You know, do you have that? uh do you always have something generating sound? Question number two. If I asked you to open your phone and go to your screen time stats, would you be afraid to see how much time you spend on social media or YouTube or even texting? Um, do your screen time stats, you know, do they kind of kind of scare you like something you avoid looking at because you're afraid to see how much time you actually spend on your phone? What about this one? This one was always, always a big one for me. How many shows have you binge watched on Netflix this past week or this past month or this past year? That's a big one for me. Um, you might not have addiction an addiction to, you know, long to do lists like I do, but if you're honest with yourself, you know, one of those things that I just said probably made you raise your eyebrows and think like, Oh man, that's me. That's probably more time than I'd like to admit or like to figure out. 
Um, and I think, I think it's because we have this need to be constantly entertained. Um, it's like we're allergic to being bored. Uh, something has to have our attention at all times. Um, and, uh, to go back to that third question about binge watching stuff on Netflix, here's a, here's a personal example. All right. Now I have watched the entire series. Blah. I have watched the entire series of the office at least five times. Um, if I could go back and count, it would probably be closer to eight to 10, something like that. But I'm going to stick with five for now just to make me feel a little bit better about myself. Um, so five times, uh, the office has a total of about 74 hours of watch time. That's the entire series, every single season put together. So if you divide that up into 16 hour days, which is generally like the amount of time you're awake in a day, it would take you four and a half days to watch the entire series. If it's the only thing you did, from the time you woke up until the time you went to sleep. Okay. Four and a half days. That's all you did from the time you woke up to the time you went to sleep. Now, if you take that multiplied by the minimal amount of times that I have watched the series, you get 22 and a half days. And remember, that's like the conservative estimate. That's, that's five times watching it. 22 and a half days of watching The Office. So basically, an entire month of my life has been spent watching The Office. And honestly, that's, that's an embarrassing amount of time. Um, and it's only one series. It's not, you know, it's not even any other series. And it's the lower end of how many times I've watched it. Um, every single time I think about this, because I've talked to people many times about this specific thing. Um, it just makes me cringe about how much, how much time I've spent just watching the office. Um, but you know, it brings up the question, how many series have you binged? Um, what about if we add, you know, the things we talked about earlier, uh, like social media and podcasts, what if we add those into the series that you've binged? Um, what's that add up to, right? Um, all that together, you have to understand we are constantly occupying our minds with something constantly being entertained. So why, why are we doing this? What is contributing to this incessant need to be entertained? Well, I think, you know, part of it's obviously cultural with the way we, uh, have social media just kind of ingrained into our lives. Um, but I also think the other part is just the stress caused by busyness. And let me tell you what I mean by busyness, because I think we all have this idea of what that looks like. Uh, by busyness, I mean that your life schedule has so little margin in it that you are filling like these sparse moments of your downtime with simple, simple comforters, stuff like wine, uh, social media, food, sex, porn, masturbation, right? All of these things, you're filling your downtime with easy to reach dopamine hits because you don't have the capacity or the, or the ability to do anything else. And I think the biggest negative of all this is not that we're living in these unhealthy ways, you know, with these, these multiple forms of, uh, cheap, like pseudo therapy. Um, I don't think that's the biggest negative. I think the biggest negative of this is, is that we are missing God because of these things. We're missing God. You know, Jesus says in John chapter 14, verse seven, I'm just paraphrasing it, but he says, you know, I give my peace to you. Not as the world gives, I give. Not as the world gives. We have depended on these worldly things, these these pseudo therapies, under the deceiving name of self care, right? 
and we have forgotten that we actually need God to experience authentic relief from our daily stresses. You know, Psalm 46.10 says this. It says, Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Be still. It doesn't say be busy and know, but be still. Knowing God comes in stillness. It comes in quiet. It comes in calm, in margin. Just like Elijah experienced in 1 Kings uh, verse, uh, chapter 19, verses 11 through 13, um, says, And he said, this is God talking to Elijah, And he said, Go out and stand on the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore the mountains and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, the sound of a low whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And behold, there came a voice to him. Right, The Lord wasn't in the chaos. He wasn't in all the craziness. He was in the quiet. But we often get so just tied up in all the things that we need to do that we don't make time to be still, to hear God's voice, that whisper, right? Our lives are so chaotic and we're so tied up in those things that we don't take time to be still and to listen. I think the account of Mary and Martha show this perfectly in Luke 10, verses 38 and 42. And I'm sure this is, this is things that we've, we've heard before, but I'm going to read through it anyway. It says, uh, a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. Him is Jesus. Uh, and she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much service. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone. This is so, you know, sibling. <laughs> Do you not care that, you know, I'm doing all the work? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. You know, we're, goodness, we are so much like Martha when we should be like Mary, just desiring to, to sit at the feet of Jesus, to listen to him speak to us. Um, we are so much like Martha. But take Jesus himself, for example, right? Not in this specific account, um, but the numerous accounts that Jesus withdrew to a secluded place to pray. You know, we see that over and over uh, through the Gospels, um, that Jesus often removed himself um, to a secluded place, somewhere by himself, somewhere quiet, to pray. Why do you think he did that? Well, it was so that he could be with and hear from God. He needed stillness. He needed margin. Jesus needed it. Like, how much more do we need it? Jesus needed it. He needed to get away from the chaos of healing people and doing all that he did so that he could be with and hear from God. So I'm going to challenge you today to evaluate your life. How busy are you? How busy are you? How much time do you spend secluded and still so you can be with God, so you can hear from Him? Are you too busy for that? Do you need to simplify your life a little bit? Maybe a lot of it. Well, Hebrews says to throw off everything that hinders so that we can pursue Jesus. That's Hebrews 12. So what is hindering you that you might need to throw off, like Hebrews says? 
ask the Holy Spirit those questions as we get into this next section. Because, you know, as we've done the past two weeks, and I'm going to do this on a regular basis, I'm going to give you time to pray and listen to the Holy Spirit. You know, that's what stillness looks like. It's stopping, it's praying, and it's listening. Sometimes we're good at stopping and praying, but not so much the listening. Um, but that's what stillness looks like. Stopping, praying, listening. I'm going to say a prayer that you can use if you'd like, uh, as always. And then I'm going to encourage you to pray yourself and ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you. So let's pray. Father Jesus, Holy Spirit, Lord, I need you and I desperately want you. I need you to show me the areas in my life that are hindering me from being still. I need your help to throw off those things, just like it says in your word. And I'm asking this all in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, now you pray, and then listen.
I'm going to close us in prayer. But if you want more time in stillness, feel free, like always, to rewind this and continue to focus your attention on the Holy Spirit and what He is saying. Lord, I give myself to you. All that I am, my mind, my body, my spirit, my desires, Lord, I give it all to you. You know, you said that I had to deny myself and pick up my cross daily to follow you. So that's what I'm doing right now. I'm laying down my business. I give it to you and I ask that you help me to be still every single day. I really, really want to know you more and more, God. Please give me strength as I pursue you. In Jesus' name, amen.